Hello, listeners. We are speaking to you from the future. Uh, on the second anniversary of the show, uh, we've decided to head back in time, and we realised that the first dozen or so episodes of the show, the audio quality uh, wasn't quite up to certainly where we are now. So we have recommended episode twenty, the episode you are currently listening to, as a really good jumping-on point for new listeners uh, if they don't want to brave uh, us learning how to uh, speak words good. So uh, we are jumping forward to episode twenty, but of course because we're jumping forward this far uh, you will not know what's happened so what we will do is we'll give you a quick rundown uh, on the story thus far um our story began uh, in a misty wood and uh, where originally nothing was happening but then suddenly four figures appeared from the mists uh, and those figures were well the first one i believe was lord talfron yes lord talfron uh wizard extraordinaire from the world of the Chronicles of the Black Gate. Um, he is a grouchy but strangely charming elderly man who wears a monocle in a, in a quite dashing manner and is prone to throwing fireballs at the drop of a hat or even before the hat has dropped. It's his go-to solution and it has worked out well for the party almost actually every time. <laughs> okay, and after Lord Talfron uh, appeared in these misty woods, he was followed by Jean Mallarmé. Yes, uh, Jean Mallarmé is uh, from the Tower of Babel and is a bard by trade and profession, a musician, a thespian, a handsome man of uncommon girth, uh, but a, a, a lover and, and, and a man of many letters. Uh, and the uh, troupe has been honored to have his presence, uh, which they uh, occasionally forget to uh, express that, that honor, but uh, he, he bears with them anyway. <laughs> uh, and then we had Master Sonna Ursuline. Masana is from the uh, the city of a thousand bridges of Babuk in the world of the Living Blade trilogy, and uh, she's a monk, so she's a pilgrim master. And uh, I don't actually know if she's lawful good, but she's definitely in that area. She's so definitely she in that area. <laughs> yes, yes. So she does sort of like prioritize people before the law. So, but you know, generally uh, looking out for the uh, the moral and the good and the right thing to do. Okay, and then finally we had Kellen McCrag appearing into this misty clearing. Kellen McCrag is a uh, big barbarian pulled here from the untamed highlands of his homeworld. He's good at two things, and that's uh, killing things and smelling awful. <laughs> um, so uh, our four adventurers, um, they'd never met before. They're from different worlds, uh, uh, but eventually they uh, realized that they had to band together in order to find out what's going on and, and hopefully get back home. Um, they've had some adventures together already. They um, have realized that this sort of these misty woods, they, they're actually being herded by this mist along a road. Uh, they've actually found that uh, going into the mist was a very bad idea. Um, they've gone inside uh, a lovely house uh, that tried uh, its very best to kill them. Uh, guys, any choice memories from the, the house that you ventured into at the beginning? Creepy children. Very <laughs> creepy children. Vicious brooms. Unpleasant brooms. A lot of really choice silverware that somehow ended up in Jean's pocket. And then turned to dross. <laughs> yes, that was tragic. Um, during their travels, the guys, uh, the team have uh, discovered that this land that they're in is known as Barovia, uh, and it is ruled over 
by a, a figure a figure known as Count uh, Strad von Salovich, um, who has been disclosed to them as a, a vampire. It actually took you guys a wee while to work out what a vampire was because uh, none of the fantasy worlds that your characters come from uh, have vampires. Um, but you did eventually figure out what vampires were because you met one. Um, after exiting this uh, the death house that tried to kill them, the guys have, have uh, been exploring the village of Barovia, set in the land of Barovia. It's a, a bit of a confusing naming convention. Uh, and they have come across uh, the vampire Doru, who was locked in the basement of the church. Uh, you guys tried to kill Doru. How did that go? Fantastic. It went splendid. It was great. <laughs> I think everyone had a really good time, including Doru, which is not always the case. <laughs> so uh, Doru, unfortunately, uh, the party realized that uh, vampires are not as easy to dispatch uh, as brooms. And uh, Doru uh, survived the experience, uh, fleeing by uh, climbing through the roof. Uh, and he... Uh, well, lives, I guess, uh, not being the best word to choose. He lives to fight uh, another day. Um, however, it's not all bad news. The team have made some allies. Uh, you guys have managed to, at this point in the adventure, you've met up with Ismark and Irina Kalyanovich. Uh, they are the children of the Burgomaster of Barovia. Um, it's a bit unfortunate that the Burgmaster is no longer um, with us. Uh, he actually died the day before you guys arrived. Uh, and you have just uh, recently helped Ismark and Irina uh, bury their father um however irena in particular uh is not having an easy time of it can you remember what's going on with irena at the moment guys it's a really bad boyfriend situation <laughs> hey <laughs> uh, i mean with strad yes uh, unfortunately oh, sure sure she has, she has a mad creepy stalker who also happens to be the lord of the land, so that's yeah. a bit uh, difficult. Well put, well put. Absolutely. Strad von Sarovic uh, seems to have set his sights uh, on Irina, and in fact uh, has already uh, fed from her on a number of occasions. So um, uh, Ismark uh, and Irina have uh, put it to you, will you help them to... Uh, escape from the village of Barovia. The village lies directly within the shadow of Strad's castle, Ravenloft. Uh, and uh, so basically these uh, these two have decided to uh, get out of here and they want your help to travel across the valley uh, to a distant town, a uh, walled town known as Valaki, which they, they hope, Ismark hopes, will be a safe place for his sister and to shelter in. So that is the agreement. Uh, you guys are actually getting ready to leave the village as uh, episode 20 begins. Uh, and in fact, just before you leave, you're, you're just uh, getting uh, some provisions and you're returning um, to the local tavern. Um, this is called the Blood of the Vine Tavern. You've been in it before. It's actually owned by... Um, some uh, people known as Vistani, uh, three ladies. They are Vistani women. The Vistani are a, a sort of a traveling folk. They seem to be able to travel um, around uh, different lands, but they seem to be in league with Strad. So just before we are leaving Barovia to take Ismark and Irina, hopefully to safety, you've decided to return uh, to the blood of the vine. Um, have we missed anything, guys? No? So... I think this uh, sounds like an excellent place for the adventure to continue. And we hope, if uh, you are indeed a new listener, we hope you uh, enjoy the many hours of madness you have ahead of you. Tally-ho! <laughs> Warning, the following may contain gibbering mouthers. 
Join fantasy authors Phil Tucker, Tamandra Whitecastle, David Benham, Benedict Patrick, and Josiah Bancroft as they roll dice and take on the bad guys in a game of Dungeons and Dragons. Five authors, five worlds, one adventure. It's time to get crit-faced. Previously on Critfaced, Lord Talfin and Kellen take it upon themselves to reinvestigate the local tavern, the Blood of the Vine. Okay, uh, well, we'll nip over to um, the Blood of the Vine tavern then. So, Come on, guys. Uh, Kellen, <laughs> uh, Kellen and Lord Talfin, you guys uh, enter in. Um, it's lunchtime, so it's a, it's a wee bit busier here. Uh, the same guy is, um, the same barman is, is on the bar. If you don't if you remember the sort of large, sort of bald guy, vacant expression. Um, the fire's still going here, and the three Vistanti women are, are, are sitting, drinking wine. Uh, there, um, there's a couple of villagers, don't seem particularly noticeable at first glance, uh, sitting at a few tables. The one that you, the table that you sat at with, um, Ismark the other night is, is now taken by uh, a couple who are, uh, just eating quietly. Um, Father Donovich is here. He's, uh, got his head rested, uh, on the bar. Uh, the barman's uh, ignoring him. There is an empty glass in his hand. Is he still like lucid and talking, or is he passed out? Uh, he's not. He's not moving. Okay. He's, sitting, he's, he's sitting on a stool, head on the uh, head on the counter. Uh, as right. you as you enter, the uh, the Vistanti look at you. One of them, they all kind of roll their eyes. One of them, you know, audibly gives a uh, of disgust, and and they turn back to each other to keep chatting. Are there stairs I, leading to a second floor? No sign of any stairs. There's, uh, you know, a few doors uh, out of the room, but nothing. Uh, you, you, you do know there is a second floor um, just from from the outside. Um, sorry, am I right in saying? Sorry, Kellen, had you had you actually come in? I'll come in and have a an ale, but then I I'll uh, leave and then try to access the second floor. Okay. All right. Well, I'll so. You know, you can go up to the bar, you can get your eel, paying uh, a couple of copper pieces, and the bar, the barkeep will sort of grunt, and uh, it's just wine, if you recall, at the, the Blood of the Vine. Um, so I can give you a glass of wine. I'll take two. So a few more copper pieces required for that. Um, meanwhile, Lord Talfron, then, what are you up to? So, so yeah, I'm uh, sorry, could I, could I see them from outside? Um, sorry... Could you see the Valaki from outside? The the Vistani. Oh, yeah. it's the Vistani. Sorry. Um, what from? Oh, are you guys just looking in the window at the moment? Is that right? Well, I was oh, thinking I'm a, casting I'm at the bar now. All right. Yeah, I was thinking about casting charm person on them before approaching them. Uh, I mean, you you can do that from where you are. But they will see me waving my hands and casting a magic spell. That's true. Um, I'm sure you, you could I go outside. Want... Yeah, you could. You yeah. can see them from outside. Okay, so I'm going to go outside and cast Charm Person on whichever one of the three seems to be the ringleader. Okay, what about the one that gave the uh, of disgust? Okay. Okay, and will you just read it out again? Just remind us how it works, if that's all right. If you've got sure. it, sorry. Uh, let me open it up real quick. Um, 
I just want to so know what happens if it goes wrong. That's my... It goes wrong. Ooh, yeah. Well, everybody catches fire. <laughs> you attempt to charm a humanoid you can see within range. It must make a wisdom saving throw and does so with advantage if you are fighting it. Mm-hmm. it fails the same throw. It's charmed by you until the spell ends, which is an hour, or until you and your companions do anything harmful to it. The charmed creature regards you as a friendly acquaintance. When the spell ends, the creature knows it was charmed by you. Okay. I don't think I don't think they know if it fails. Okay. Um, okay. So um, go for it then. So they need to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Against. And what's your DC? Uh, I think fourteen. Fourteen. It, it works. Huzzah. So you, um, you know, you can instantly see. You know, basically, what happens is that the you know the spell is cast. You can see a, a quick shift in her her body language, and then she actually turns around and sees you uh, at the window, and she smiles and gives you a little wave and beckons you inside. I uh, brush off the lapels of my coat and I check my breath, and then I mosey on inside, strutting. Trying not to be too obvious about it, but feeling a little bit more confident as I approach the table with a rakish smile beneath my walrus moustache. So she, uh, the, the sort of the, the lead, who you reckon is the lead Vistanti, uh, if you can remember, she, uh, unlike a lot of the, the villagers here, the villagers here, you know, she's got sort of nice sort of scarlet colours on her, on her dress, sort of long flowy sleeves and flowy skirt and, 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 um, um, you know, quite, uh, um, you know, I, uh, dark hair and you know she stands she goes oh friend welcome back i was hoping we should we would see you again i have been thinking a lot about you since we last met uh, come won't you join me and my sisters for for a for a glass of wine and the other two are looking at her uh, as if uh, you know she's gone quite mad uh, she's you know no idea you know there's no idea what exactly and they you know, one of them does actually lean over and hisses at her and goes sister what are you doing i i take her hand and i bow very low over it and, uh, my, and I, I sort of wink at her just before I, I kiss her knuckles. And I say, and I have been consumed with nothing but thoughts of you. <laughs> By any chance, could we perhaps retire to a more quiet corner where I could share a glass of wine with you and ask some perhaps more personal questions? Uh, certainly, <laughs> certainly. <laughs> I, I do, not, do not understand what has happened with my sisters. They must learn better manners. Yes, please come take this table. And she leads you over to a table and she... Uh, you know, clicks her fingers at the barkeep, and you know it's obviously a signal that she's, uh, you know, that they they've they've come upon to to just get some more wine, and she, she and she, uh, she she sits down. Let's go with your hand, but you know, she's smiling at you. She's having another drink of wine. She says, "How can how can I help you? I, I feel very bad for how we treated you last night. How can we how can we help you today?" No, no, no. Don't feel bad. Just despite my noble birth, I, I do not place myself above other folk. We all have the same blood. Um, but I, I have some questions that perhaps one is wise, and I, I kind of look her up and down, and as well preserved as yourself, help me with. Um, I um, I have had uh, some recent encounters with the creatures of the night. Uh, are you aware of Doru beneath the church? Is this the vampire boy? The, 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 the priest's vampire boy? And she, she looks over and she says, I had to thank you for that. One of our, uh, one of our best customers now. I hope he will continue his patronage. I believe we've given him pause. Um, but yes, we, we, we had an encounter with Doru and we were dismayed at how ineffective we were in containing him. 
Would yes. you, by any chance, and you are quite beautiful, by the way, charming, scintillating conversations. Would you, by any chance, know of any prominent weaknesses beyond sunlight, running water, and magic that vampires might have? Uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Those, that is exactly what I was going to say to you. I, Nothing else? I hope you do understand as um, servants of the... Uh, the, 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 the Dark Master, we, we do try not to get into many battles with vampires. Um, <laughs> yes, it's, it's very funny. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, magic magic seems to be uh, the, the main way of, of, of dealing with, with such foes, uh, especially when we deal with them outside of Barovia. Um, mm. But of course, uh, Vistanti, we are, we are well versed in the magical arts. Um, other than that, I, I really do think that the, the, the best way of dealing with them is to ju- just not ha- get into combat with them. Mm, very wise. And, and how did, how did a, a sprightly young thing like you end up serving the Dark Master anyway? Well, we, the Vistani, we, we, we have been... Uh, Strad likes us. We, we have history together and uh, he, uh, he, shows favor, uh, he shows favor to us. So we, we, we move between worlds. We spend a lot of time here in Barovia oh, yeah. as well. Uh, my sisters and I, we, you know, we have this, this tavern now and it, it's good business for us. So we, we tend to stay here most of the time now. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. And this Strad, this dark master, well, have you met him? Strad? Oh no, no, he he does not. It does not always speak to me. It, it it tends to be his servants come to us and they tell us what they want. They they want us to do. Uh, most of the time, he's he's happy to to leave us, to leave us alone. And we we can, we we have favor among uh, the people here. They know not to uh, not to uh, upset us too much, or you know, we will not punish them or talk to Strad about them, things like that. Oh, that's that's. Wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, would you by any chance know why Strahd might be so interested in Irina? Uh, Irina? Um, no, I do not. Uh, he takes many consorts. He, uh, he does indeed. Uh, he, likes, he likes to take um, interest in particular people, sometimes, sometimes men, mostly women, um, but ah. it never lasts. They never last. Uh, any really, court in the storm. Uh, really, it uh, you know he he moves he moves around. It uh, um, he had his uh, he had his heart broken many 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 moons ago, and oh, and, no. and he's oh, no. he's always uh, moving between uh, between interests since then. I know, and and what terrible young filly did that to? to oh, you have not heard it. Uh, it is a very long time ago. There was a, a peasant girl. Uh, what was her name? Uh, Titania. Titania. Uh, uh, Titania, beautiful name. Uh, sorry, I pronounced that wrong. It is uh, Tatiana. Uh, but that was uh, uh, that was generations ago. Generations ago. It's part of the whole, you know, the whole story. Is that, of is that a metaphor? Metaphor. Generations long. Uh, it's a long time. I, I, I don't know. It uh, stories passed down to me from my. I remember my grandmother talking about her, and you know, I think she was before my grandmother's time. It's very Literally long time very, ago. Okay, okay, generation. And, and how did Tatiana break his heart? Uh, Strad seems to be the uh, the cold, distant, tear your throat out kind of suitor. No, he was not. He has not always been a vampire. Uh-huh. Um, so, so he's uh, like this because of a woman. Well, you know, 
all I know, all I all I know is that there was a long time ago there was a peasant girl. What's that? Tatiana. Tatiana. I was just gonna say it seems yeah, Tatiana, she broke his heart. Yes, yes. Covered the the sky in permanent clouds and now kills people indiscriminately. Perhaps, perhaps, who knows? Stories they have a strange way of getting out of hand, you know. Yes, that's true. That's true. Hmm. Uh, and oh, last question. Yes. Do you know of any magic weapons lying around or anyone who might possess magic? Well, oh, yeah, that's interesting. We have a little magic, you know, uh, the Vistani. Um, you yeah. know, we are magic very swords. good. We are very good. Well, swords, not so much. We're very good. Swordistas. Looking into the future. Um, ah. Madame Eva is, is particularly good at this. Um, um, so we are very good at that. Uh, magic weapons, no. Sometimes there are visitors from other worlds who, who bring them in. Um, there, there's a, a, a woman uh, who, who sometimes comes by our camp, who uh, sometimes has uh, trinkets with her. Um, Jenny, green teeth. Um, but I, I do not know uh, if she uh, has passed through recently. Ah, okay. So you, so you guys go in for the predestination thing. Oh, um, yes. You have not heard? We are very well known for it. Oh, so we're all just sort of acting out a role and we have no control over what actually happens. In the Absolutely, future. yes. So you wouldn't take it personally, say, if you realize that you were enchanted or charmed magically and forced to have a conversation against your will because you know the person who did that very enchanting had no control over the act because it was predetermined from birth. Well, just as much as I... as as. As I would not have any control over the curse that I would put on that person if I ever found out that it happened. And you do know that Vistani curses are particularly severe. Oh, really? Oh, yes. We, we are well known for it. Oh, I, I hadn't heard. Um, I, I, I down my glass of wine. And I say, <clears throat> well, yeah, this one uh, time, this one, one question. time, I cursed a man. No, and, no, and no. From, it's quite all right. That's, on, that's not ruin the mood. He has, he has not, the nose of a cow, and he has it for the rest of his life. <laughs> Did you know that the common folk see me as a hero? <laughs> I see. That's nice. And she does look a little bit uh, disbelieving when, she, when you say that. Anyway, what, one other thing. What is up with the dream pastries? What, what's that thing about? What happens if you eat a dream pastry? Um, and she, she looks around and she says, I should not be saying this to you, but do not do not eat the dream pastries. No. Hey, um, but why not? What happens? Well, they're not very good for you and you will want more of them. And uh, the, the ladies who make them, they are not nice ladies. They are another servant of Stra. They stay away from the Vistani. Uh, we stay away from yeah. them. She's very dangerous. Yeah. Okay. She's just another one of the things that feed off the people of Barovia. One of the many. One of the many. Steal a few children. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Say say uh, that you were accidentally enchanted by someone who then had a conversation with you. Yes, I, that would be a very what, big mistake. Yes. That would be a terrible mistake. What could that person do? to make redress for that mistake what would make you forgive him absolutely and unconditionally i think i think uh, angering one of the vistani is a bit like angering a vampire i think the best way to deal with it is to just not do it and but say you did say you made that mistake theoretically what would be the best way to make that vistani lady who is really quite easy on the eyes 
make her absolutely <laughs> delighted. We we, we, we are not known for our forgiveness. In fact, we are very good. We are very good at holding grudges. Curses, yes. I, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would run. I think running is, is running? really sensible uh, action in, in nothing, such a circumstance. Nothing, nothing at all that could be done. For no, the I think in that time. case, I think in that case, I would, I would want that person to suffer and, and not much else would, uh, would dissuade me from that. But you, you should never, you should just never do it. Talk to me. Ask me if you ever think, oh, I'm going to do something that will upset one of the Vistani. Ask me first, and I will say, no, it is a bad idea. Well, can I, can I tell you a secret? Yes, please. I love secrets. Uh, the form that I'm wearing right now is not the real form. <laughs> Take a persuasion check. Or oh, deception check. Deception check. Can I persuade her? Uh, deception. 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 Oh. Uh, twelve. But I can maybe I can augment it by using uh, disguise self right now to change myself into my real form before her. Okay, what's your real form? My real form is that of a uh, balding, uh, round-shouldered young man uh, with a bad complexion, buck teeth. And uh, sort of like, just sort of all sorts of really unpleasant, like facial hair. And as I appear to her in this way, I say, you can see why I choose that much more handsome guys that I wear all the time. Oh, my. And and why I I don't show this reality, because I I don't want people to judge me by my exterior, but rather just to be swayed by my, you know, professorial good looks. So so her her eyes have widened considerably. Uh, She has stopped drinking. Um, she kind of doesn't seem as if she knows how to react to this, and she goes, no. I, "I, I, I see." And her sisters are are looking across the room, and she can see that she's making eye contact, and and you get the impression that the the you know the, the facial expressions of both of them are, "Oh my goodness, how can we get you out of this situation? This is terrible." Um, yep. She's saying, "Yeah, you yep. you poor thing." Oh, my name, my, my name, my name is Ingelbert, Ingelbert Depetherius the Third. If you ever want to talk in the personal quarters, sort of disrobed situations where we can examine proclivities, then you can find me at the house where that lady's crying all the time. I've taken a room there. Oh and yes, Ingelbert. I will. But look, my sisters, they need me. I'm, I'm so sorry. I I have to go and speak to my sisters. What's good, my good luck, good luck, Ingelbert. Bye. Okay, so Bye. I, I, I flee. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, while this is happening, Kellen, what are you up to? Uh, I've gone ahead and quaffed my uh, my two glasses of wine, and I've uh, just kind of stealthily exited the tavern while the Vistani are seem to be distracted by uh, by their sister being enchanted. Okay, so I'm and we're. So you're sorry. Did you say you're going back outside or back outside? Okay. So what's the plan? You, you're uh, outside. I'm going to stroll casually, nonchalantly about the building. Okay. Uh, see if there uh, seems to be any easy means to access the second floor. Do you want to take a perception check? Seventeen. Yeah. So um, you you could. There's a, a small close that runs. Um, behind the the blood of the vine, you know, between it and and the the other row of houses on the other side, 
Um, and you know, you make your way up that and you can see, uh, an old trellis. It's slightly rotting, but, um, you reckon that could probably bury your weight and carry you up to, to one of the second floor windows. All of the windows on the second floor seem to be slightly ajar. Um, okay. I'll do exactly that. Okay. Do you want to uh, take uh, an athletics check just to, to climb the trellis? I don't seem to do it gracefully. Uh, ten. Ten. So, yeah, you're right. It's it's not your finest moments, but luckily enough, nobody is there to, uh, to see you do it. And, uh, you know, because it's a, an easy enough route, um, a couple of the pieces of wood of the trellis you know do sort of crack and fall apart as you climb up you catch yourself in time and, and you manage to to heft yourself into uh, the window um this is uh, it, it is a, a bedroom now you get the impression this is a uh, somebody's permanent uh room of residence there's um you know it's not done up like it's a, a room that um you know, be let out to anyone. There's a lot of items in here that seem to be someone's personal effects, you know, pieces of writing, uh, a lot of women's clothing lying around, um, some, uh, a couple of pieces of jewelry, and uh, nothing that catches your eyes being particularly, um, exciting, but uh, enough to let you know that this is probably one of the rooms of one of the uh, Vistani women. Anything that appears to uh appears that like it would look particularly good on madame rousseau <laughs> um yeah i mean a, a lot of this jewelry is is not worth a lot but it, it does definitely give off the the effect that jean is trying to capture with Ma- madame rousseau <laughs> so there's a you of uh, particularly stands out for you there's a there's a headdress um, that, um, almost like a, a nun's sort of wimple, but it goes back in red and it's got sort of dangly, uh, gold sequins I'm, just hanging I'll from the that. rim across the forehead. Yeah. So. I'm taking that. Okay. So, um, uh, I, I'm just going to, as stealthily as I can, mm-hmm. uh, investigate the room, yep. see if there's any, uh, containers, uh, chests. Do you want to take an investigation check? Uh, sure. Or, uh, yep. Twenty. Twenty. Um, so you, um, uh, again, a few papers. It seems to be uh, just notes between um, this woman and I think she, she seems she seems to have an admirer um, from uh, somebody at, uh, and it does actually mention the, the, the Zerpool encampment uh, a couple of times. Um, so it seems to be notes of, of romance between them. Um, you do find a, a, a very small chest um underneath the um uh, the pillow of the uh, of the roof is it locked uh, it is not locked no i will um, open it so inside you find uh, five gold pieces um and you find um uh, a silver axe no it is <laughs> it is a little black book um, it's a black book. It's about uh, half the size of what you'd expect from a from a normal paperback. Uh, it would fit in the palm of your hand. Uh, is it in a language I can read? Um, uh, you look inside it, and it is empty. Hey, started there. Hmm. Uh. Is there any light source in the room aside from the natural light from outside? Um, there, I mean, you can see there's a couple of candles, but they're they're not lit. 
I'm going to light one of the candles and see mm-hmm. and hold it behind uh, one of the pages and see if that shows anything like ink marks or. No, there's no, there's nothing there. I'll take it anyway. Okay. What's the plan? Uh, any closet? Um, there's no closet. A couple of chests of drawers. Um, a quick rifle through them, and it's more of the same sort of floaty clothing that you saw the um, the Vistani wearing downstairs. Um, nothing like after like that. We search. You, you did a pretty thorough search of the room already, and the only item of note that you find was the the chest with the. Um, would inside. my prior search have, have revealed any secret doors or? Yep, yep. There's nothing, nothing here other than the the main door out into the to the uh, the hallway. Okay, uh, I'm gonna. What do you imagine is the hallway? Very stealthily open that. Well, let's yeah. che- let's check if that's how you do it. Uh, would you like to take a stealth check? I'll, I'll probably roll a thirty. <laughs> Ooh, uh, <laughs> ten. Yeah. Um. I mean, you are aware that. Uh, you do make quite a bit of commotion uh, opening the door. It's a wee bit stiff. Um, um, you know, the lock, uh, you know, you have to sort of shove at it a wee bit to get it open. And there's, there's a bit of a thump uh, as you as you do crack open the door. Um, you're not convinced whether it was loud enough for somebody close by to hear or not. But again, you, you know, it's not your finest moment. I'm going to kind of sneak back... Uh into the room, leaving mm-hmm. the door open, and mm-hmm. just kind of hang out there for a few moments and, and just listen intently. Sure. Do you want to take a perception check? Oh, man. I'm on a roll. <laughs> Six. Six. Yeah. You, I mean, you can't hear. You can't hear anything. <laughs> but you're whistling, and you should not be <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh I'm just gonna tiptoe down the hallway, okay. go to the closest door and see if I can Okay. Open it. Um yeah, you so there's in the hallway there's uh three doors. Uh there's one actually right opposite the room that you um were, were just in that you that you entered. Um and then there's what then there's two on either end of the, the hallway. So I guess I'll do the Whichever one's closest. Yeah, so the, the one right opposite you opens up into uh, another uh, room similar to the one you were just in. This is clearly somebody else's bedroom. I will uh, thoroughly search that as well. Sure. As you, you begin to do that, you hear a, a door in the hallway outside open. And footsteps begin to move down the hall. Toward me? Does it sound like it's coming toward me? It does. I uh I guess I'll I'll stand I'll I'll try to retreat back, stand by the door, wait for anybody it is who might be coming in. Sure. I guess I'll stand behind where the door would swing to. Do you want to take a, a stealth check? Yeah, and I'm gonna ready my axe. Oh no. <laughs> this is getting worse. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> Nine, yeah, no, um, yeah, it's quite quite a bit of thumping. I think <laughs> you actually sort of nudge uh, it's a, a sort of porcelain uh, ornament, uh, and, and 
you hear a you know a smash as it hits the floor, and then there's a, the footsteps outside in the hallway um, stop, and then you you hear a woman's voice. Who is there? It certainly sounds like one of the Vistani from from downstairs. Well, it's it's, it's a priest. I'm I'm looking for a bathroom. <laughs> Water closet. Uh, um, the uh, the Vistani woman uh, charges into the room, um, uh, and she turns around, uh, and she uh, she points her finger at you, and her eyes widen in uh, just complete outrage, and she says, "What? What in the devil's name are you doing in my sister's room?" I like women's clothing. <laughs> <laughs> um. So no. she. Um. Uh, uh, so she, you're just a complete rage on her face right now, and and uh, with both hands, she just sort of uh, gesticulates towards you, and she says, "In the name of the devil, Strad, I curse you!" And I need you to take a a, a charisma, uh, let's see, yeah, a wisdom saving throw, as as you feel this curse hurtle across the room towards you. Well, I do have a nine wisdom. Sorry, it's a yep. So a wisdom saving throw. So it's a d twenty, and then you've got a, a minus wisdom. one. No, is that minus one? Yeah. Okay. Twenty. Nineteen. Okay. Ooh. So you're so you you do feel this um the sort of the curse sort of hit you and and you feel like your eyes start to cloud over and you you almost lose your vision, but then you you're just able to. Uh, shake it off, and she uh, and uh, she spits at you um, as as you do that, and you actually see that she is weakened slightly as well um, by the whole thing. It's almost as if there was some sort of physical knockback to her for you shaking off the the curse. And she says, "I will tell my sisters about this. Get out of my room now. Get out of our house." She's thrown me into a frenzy. I'm gonna attack her. Okay, let's go for it. <laughs> That's a bad idea. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> 21. Okay, give me a sec. <laughs> oh. What the hell okay. is going on? 21. Are we the baddies? <laughs> 21 uh, will hit. Do you want to rule your damage? Oh, please be a lot. Uh Fourteen. Uh, Fourteen damage is a considerable amount of damage. So oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Eleven. 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 So, you know, it's still pretty significant, to be honest. Uh, so you're, uh, you know, you hit her with a, a big slash. Um, you can see a big uh, wound open up on her as you do that. She. Uh, I get a her... second attack. Okay, go for it. <laughs> That's not going to hit. Um, Ten. Um, 10 will not hit, no. Okay. So she draws um, a really long dagger from her hip um, and she sort of whips it in front of her. You can tell she's really fast. She's actually going to get two attacks on you as well. Um, so her first attack is uh, 13 versus AC. Miss. Miss. So probably, probably does actually hit you, but just your, your armor is so thick that, you know, her, uh, she just doesn't uh, penetrate it. Uh, but she whips it around, tries to hit chop at your arm this time, but she only gets, um, six versus AC. That hits. That hits. No, I'm kidding. 
<laughs> no mitts. <laughs> Sorry? Six? Misses. Yeah, misses. Right. So, uh, so uh, and she, you know, as you can see, she's kind of stepping back. She's rethinking, she, she's rethinking this uh, as, as, as you fight. And, and then she, she shouts, sisters, sisters, we are under attack. Come, help me. Is there a window? There, there is a window. Yes, I'm uh, diving out of that. Okay, thing. so you're going to have to take a, a disengage as your main action. Okay. Um, and then, if you would like to take an acrobatics check to to dive out of the window. Eleven. Um, right. Eleven. Is that with your modifier? That's with my modifier. Oh, so that's that's not really uh, that's not really good enough. So what happens is that you do have you do do like a really good sort of uh, you know movie scene sort of dive through the window like the glass uh, shatters, um, but the the rooftop that you were hoping to grab onto um, you know isn't quite there. You don't manage to make uh, a good enough grab on it, and, and you basically uh, tumble uh, to the ground floor. Uh, uh, just in a, in, a, in a bruised heap. And if you just give me a wee second, I'm going to find out how much damage you take from that fall. None. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> seven bludgeoning damage from the tumble down the roof onto the, the floor below. So um, you can hear the Vistani woman screaming uh, in the in the window you've just left. She's standing there in the... Um, uh, you know, in the window, shouting at you, and uh, you certainly get the impression that there's quite a bit of commotion uh, at the in the ground floor as well. What's the plan? Am I, am I outside? You are outside on the ground in a bruised heap. I'm running across the street to the mercantile, and I'm I'm summoning my friends. Okay, help so, me! Uh, <laughs> I really screwed up. Just- hey, hey, how you doing? Uh, we had a great time at the store. Why are you running? <laughs> Why are you all covered in blood? <laughs> Man, where did you get that really fancy frilly thing? I love it. <laughs> Yours. Just help me. Uh, meanwhile, I think this is probably a good time for Lord Talfron to also come out of the uh, blood of the vine after his wooing um, attempt. And Lord Talfron, I think your mic is muted. I come uh, hurrying out, casting nervous glances behind me. Have I heard the yelling and screaming? From oh, yes. oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm in my normal form now. I've, I've undone the silent image. Okay. And as I come rushing out, I'm like, Kellen, what the blazes happened upstairs? You don't want to know. I don't know about you, Master Suna, but I, I, I do not know these people. Do you know them? Uh-huh. <laughs> I say, let the locals have them. Can you you <laughs> cast one of your spells and make me look like someone else. Uh, I, I cannot disguise you as I can disguise myself. Unfortunately. I can cast a minor illusion. Do it, quick. Okay, I will cast a minor illusion. I don't think, oh, no, I don't I don't want think minor illusion is enough is, is, is enough to disguise somebody. Can you well, tell I could also cast vicious mockery. <laughs> that he appreciates the, the mistake that he has made. So what are we going to do? <laughs> okay. Uh, the street. Yeah. You're going to have to move let's, quickly, guys. Let's go uh, back to the church. Let's run. Okay. Um, we, we run back to the church. Okay. Now you can, see, you, 
you can hear a lot of shouting. <laughs> you can hear a lot of shouting uh, behind you as you, uh, you know, make your way up to the church. Just before you you, you jump inside the building, you can see a, a crowd of people sort of flow out off uh, the blood of the vine into the, the market square, some distance behind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so what I did you do? What, back to the what door. did you? Oh. I say that went well. I was caught in a lady's bedroom. That's happened to me before. There's not been a mob. Not well. I accidentally put an axe into the woman when when she caught me. <laughs> you what? So so, Irina is there. Um, I I, and- I say we could at least entertain the idea of giving them to them. I mean, I, I put an axe in. A, so you broke into her room, rifled through her things. She caught you, and then you hit her with an axe. That's I don't know where you come show. from. Are you some sort of barbarian? This is some- <laughs> I gave you that shawl thingy, and you treat me this way. So- it's lovely. It's it's quite nice. Um, so Irina and, and Ismark are, are, are walking towards you, just a look of confusion uh, on their faces. And uh, it's Irina who speaks first, and she says, "You, you hurt someone. What what woman is it that you hurt?" One of the Vistani. And, and uh, their faces fall, um, and they go, "No, you should not have angered the Vistani. Did she? Did she curse you? She tried, but it was ineffective. No, oh, they will not rest. They will not rest at that. They will be after you now." And, and Irina, so turns, you agreed that we should all leave town now together. Um, and and she she does turn to look at her brother, and she says, "She we will we will have to if we are traveling with them. It will have to be now." Yeah, mission accomplished. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> now what? don't don't praise him. <laughs> Can you, still, does any... still on the naughty step. I'm going yeah. <laughs> to produce that that black book and ask if. Is Mark or Irena or anyone in the group can make any sense of it? Uh, just I am re- quite learned. Mm-hmm. I snatched the book away before anyone else can look at it. Sure. Do you want to take <clears> a, a, I um, adjust my spectacles? Do you want to take an arcana check? Yes, please. But uh, and thirteen. Thirteen. I, a, an eleventh grade attempt. You definitely get the impression there are some magical properties to this item. Um, mm. You just can't quite discern uh, what they are. You don't get the impression there's anything particularly volatile um, or active about it. Um, yeah. But um, you don't really have any other way of discerning exactly what it does. I, I make a show of sniffing it as one would a cigar, and then I hand it back to him and say, definitely magical. I'll have to examine this when I have a little bit more leisure. I'm going to Ask John Marlamay if he can take a look. <laughs> I look at a, you mortally I'm, wounded. I'm, I'm well versed in all things script. I I was uh, born of the page. Let me have a look here. Let's see. Do you want to take an arcana check as well, Jean? Yes. Uh, 20. <laughs> uh, so you, I mean, it's, it's, well, I don't see what this actor could provide that I will not in time. So this the, these strange powers that have, have connected with you since your your time in Morovia. I mean, you pick it up and you're you're, you're getting ready to basically say oh, it's a book, but then you 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 just get these very strange vibrations off of the object uh, that's in your hand. It's almost it's it, it's almost as if somebody is whispering to you from the next room, and you can't quite hear what they're saying. Um, you I, just like um. 
uh, Lord Toffin, you you do get the impression this is a, a magical item. Uh, there's definitely power here, and it it is linked to dreams. That's all you know. Is that there's there's got some kind of link. You you get this feeling that it uh, it, it links somehow to the 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 bearer's dreams. So I I I I, I sense something. I sense something. There's a tingling. There's a tingling sensation. I I this this text which you cannot see but i can hear the mutterings of is connected to dreams and it's saying jean should be uh the leader and get an extra share of the gold <laughs> i don't know do you did, did anyone else hear that or is it just me just you. I, I think that's your dream actually the extra share <laughs> in your dream right, so i didn't hear about the extra share but yes there's something very very strange about this book i would i think we should keep it Okay. It's all yours. Um, while this is while this is happening, Irina, um, she she makes her way over to to Master Sonna, uh, and she puts her hand on your shoulder, and she says, "We we have to flee. We have to flee quickly. Uh, but before we do, I wish to honor my father in some way. Do you think b- before we leave uh, the village, you have mentioned that you could perform ceremonies for us? Can we maybe find a, a secluded part of the graveyard away from from prying eyes and, and quickly bury my father?" I think that's a very good idea. Crit Faced is a weekly Dungeons and Dragons podcast. To make sure you never miss an episode, and to get an exclusive prequel episode of the podcast where you can find out what our characters were up to before this adventure began, head over to CritFacedPodcasts.com and join our Crit Faced fan group. <laughs>